Hello, hello, and welcome back to Slow with the Wigglies. I am your host, Rachel Batson. Um, Before we start today, I have an announcement. Um, I ended up making a website. It was kind of a, uh, what is it called? Like one of those decisions you don't think about. Like it was a quick decision. (laughs) It was a, uh, it was like um, an an impulsive decision, basically, to make the website. And I was like, you know, I want to have my own domain for it. So like, I put a little bit of money in it. (laughs) And then I spent like, one of my work shifts creating it. And it's really simple. There's really not much to it. Um, it, It's uh, the the name of the website is slowwiththewigglies.com just spelled exactly like that it's just the title of the show um in the website uh what ended up happening is like when I had to pick the structure I chose blog because none of the others really fit um and so I guess it's gonna end up being sort of a blog slash a website for my podcast it has the majority of my episodes, some of the episodes that contain music from Spotify are only available on Spotify, but they're also on there for free, so, and the links are actually on the website if you go to the podcast page, and depending on whether you're on your phone or a laptop, if you're on a laptop, it'll show each individual link on that page, and if you're on your phone, there's this little button like at the top of the uh, podcast page that says subscribe and when you click subscribe it'll show the um the links to the different platforms that this podcast is offered on um I kind of wanted to make the website so I could put links to like my social media and to the other platforms just in case uh you know someone didn't have Spotify or like if any if any of my if any of my listeners are people outside of my friend group that way they would know how to reach me the website also has an option I believe on the bottom of the home page to subscribe and also to send messages so if there are ever requests or just notes or opinions or whatever uh you know on the website you can find different different spots for that and I guess I guess now it's going to kind of be a blog too i figure i'm going to use the blog posting selection for pretty much the same thing i'm using the podcast for but if i don't have an episode's worth of information then maybe i'll just post it on there you know the whole reason i kind of started the podcast was to be sort of a journal and a place to share like my opinions and my interesting thoughts about deep topics and and also to share conversations I have with friends because I often get into these you know into talking about these similar deep topics with my friends and it's nice to share and see like what their opinions are um but anyway yeah so I have a website now it's called slowwiththewigglies.com it has the link um for my Instagram as well I don't think I put my Snapchat on there but I'm considering doing that. I just wasn't sure if I was going to put, like, my private Snapchat on there. Or if... I, I don't see any use in making a new one because I feel like there aren't enough people listening for that. Um, but there are definitely some people outside of my friend group. As I've looked at the statistics, some of my listeners are actually from 
Canada and the United Kingdom, so shout out to those of you who I don't know personally. I appreciate you listening, even if it's just for like one episode or even if you start it and don't finish it. I do appreciate just like seeing that there are people outside of my friend group listening to this. Um, I hope anyone this does reach, I hope they enjoy it. And like I said, the website is up. If anybody wants to give suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, or if they want to subscribe for updates and if they if they want to hear more, like if you if you've listened to all of my podcasts and there's just more you want to know, like the website's there for that. Um so yeah, uh today we're going to talk about kind of an extension of or not an extension, but I did mention in my last episode that, like, the general theme in my life lately has been, like, out with the old and in with the new, so I have some updates that I'm gonna cover, some life updates that I'm gonna cover in this upcoming, uh, uh, well, this episode, the one you're listening to now, um, so yeah, without further ado, um, let's just, uh, let's get get, get on, get on with the show. Alrighty, I am back. Um, I was trying to figure out, like, so the way I kind of make these episodes is kind of the same way that I structure out the things I talk about in therapy. Basically, I just either make a mental note or write down in my notes kind of the things that occurred and no other details, and I just make sure that I, like, cover everything, if that makes sense. Um... And so I was trying to think about what I wanted to talk about in this episode, and I didn't really know where to start, and then I realized if I really want to give you guys the full story, I gotta start with COVID. Um, So this might end up being a two-part episode, or a particularly long one. Um, I know I've had some that are like 40 minutes to even an hour, so it's possible that I'll fit it into one. I don't really know how how quickly I'll talk about it, but, um, for those of you that don't know, I, about, like, mid, mid to late May, eh, I'd say mid-May is when I had COVID, and that was kind of rough, and it, it switched up a lot of things for me, um, so, like, I had a vacation planned, and, I was so excited for this vacation. Uh, I talk, Again, I talked about it in my last episode, so maybe if you haven't listened to it, maybe go back and listen to it. Um, otherwise, the best way to say, <laughs> I was just really looking forward to this vacation, and I couldn't go because I had COVID. And it was also in the middle of finals week, and I was also dealing with like allergy stuff and hormonal stuff, and there was just a lot going on, and I was dealing with finals as well, and like... I'm telling you, before I had COVID, I was I was just so ready to be done with all of my schoolwork and go on this vacation. Like, my last final was, like, it was due the day I was going to be leaving for vacation. So, I, I was just crunching out finals, and then I had COVID, and, <laughs> and it just, it put a damper on everything, and... On top of that, I got into a big argument with my mom, and I don't know, a lot of things became real for me 
when I got COVID. It was like, like things were really looking up and then things went crashing down. Um, I realized that like since moving out of my house, my home house, that there was a lot wrong with it that I didn't know until I lived on my own. Like, there there are things you just, you get used to and they're normal for you because you grow up in it. And then you leave that setting and you realize that you're uncomfortable going back there and being around the people that you lived with, even though they're your family and you love them. It's like, I've started to recognize kind of the faults and the different toxicities and the stuff that went wrong in my childhood. Um, and part of this realization came up because of the argument. I don't know if I want to go completely in depth, but it was like my mom was driving me to an appointment to get my chest x-rayed after I was diagnosed. Um, and (laughs) I, I don't know. We ended up talking about something that happened in my past, and it was a pretty, pretty rough thing, but the problem with it is that I was unconscious, and there was a lot that I didn't remember, and so it was kind of ambiguous, you know, (sighs) I'm so sorry, I like, I don't want to go into full detail, because that would take an entire episode in and of itself, so, um, Essentially, there was a potential assault that happened when I was younger, and because I, like, I was unconscious, like, some some cops found my body somewhere, like, in the woods, and I was taken to the hospital, and there was a lot that I couldn't remember, and so there was some controversy between, like, me and my parents of, like, what fully happened, um, and you know, they kind they kind of showed their true colors because there were certain aspects of it I feel like that they were more worried about than others. Um, it seemed like they were kind of worried about finding out exactly what happened and finding out the truth, but their reasoning for it seemed a little off for me, and so I wasn't very open with them about the situation. I mean, all of my family members that tried to comfort me and I don't know about my friends, but probably even some of my friends, it was just kind of one of those things that I wanted to forget and not acknowledge and not think about and not talk about because, you know, it's weird. It's weird when something happens and you can't even really remember it. So you don't know what to tell people because you can't say for a fact, like, this happened or this didn't happen. But there were little things, little aspects of the whole situation being at the hospital that like, gave me hints here and there, and stuff that happened after, and just, oh, by the way, I apologize if you hear any weird sounds in the background, the cicadas are hitting hard, and my cats are very interested in them, so they're kind of jumping up and stuff, anyway, where was I, uh, it, it was a, it was an interesting situation, basically, um, I had, piece together things that I hadn't made my family aware of because I don't know at that time the different different questions they were asking and and I don't know they gave me the feel uh, they, they gave me the impression that you know my family was more worried about one aspect 
of the situation, like finding out exactly what happened rather than worried about me, if that makes sense. Um, Like, it was almost like they wanted proof that something did happen. And it just felt, I don't know, I didn't feel very cared about, even though I'm sure they were absolutely worried. I mean, I know they were, they probably cried and stuff. And, and, you know, anyway, (laughs) sorry, tangents. So my mom's driving me and we get in this huge argument about this situation because I accidentally kind of let information slip that had to do with things I pieced together about what happened, but I never made my family aware of. Um, and I think, you know, my mom, after hearing this new information, kind of felt like, you know, I'm either making it up or it's something I haven't told them. And I I think her her reaction was like probably some guilt, some fear, some worry. And she kind of just ended up getting pretty mad and I I was here just like half dead with COVID and I don't know why the argument got so bad but it did and it got it got to a place where my mom kind of was making jabs (laughs) you know when you're arguing something and it's just an argument and then someone says something and then it it becomes personal it's like okay we didn't need to go there but you just did like that kind of thing where she brought up something like personal that really didn't have anything to do with the situation. It was just rude. It was just saying something for the point of saying something mean, basically. And I I was astounded. I was like, what? You're my mom. I'm here with COVID. I'm even trying to end the, the argument by saying like, let's stop talking about it. Let's change the subject. Never mind. Um, And, like, it gets to these points where she keeps asking me, okay, then, like, what's your story? Like, what happened? Like, what do you remember? This and the other. But every time I would try to tell her my story, it was like she would just argue. She'd be like, no, I think you're remembering incorrectly. Or she would bring up some some thing, and I would try to explain it. And it was like she would just argue. And I was like, do you you even want to hear my story? Anyway, um, when she made that jab... Like, the very first jab. I I straight up looked at her and I was like, you're not being my mother right now. Like, I I don't know who you're being. And it was weird. It was weird because in that moment it was like, I wasn't arguing with a parent. I was just arguing with another human being about my life. Like, I, I was really trying to argue my story to somebody. And someone else was trying to argue that they knew my story better than I did. And I just felt very, like, wow, (laughs) you know, you grow up and they're your parents, and it it was just, oh, I think maintenance is here, sorry, our, (laughs) on top of things, on top of everything, uh, COVID, uh, related, our AC has been going out over and over, so, I think maintenance is here. I might have to pause this and continue. So sorry. I'm going to pause it and I'll come back. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I doubt you can hear it, but the AC is back on. It's back to feeling nice and cool. I'm wrapped up in a blanket. It's the best feeling. Um, anyway, 
where I left off, I believe I was talking, so I was talking about this just, (laughs) I'm sorry I do that. I hope some of you can relate, because I just, like, jumble up my words so often, but, um, so yeah, I got in this argument with my mom, and it was basically, like, she was trying to argue that my experience wasn't my experience, and it was, I feel like those arguments are so pointless, but anyway, um, so it just ended up, like, and after that happened it really got to a point like things really did get heated and the second she went to take me home before she even stopped the car I got out I slammed the door I came into my apartment and I just started hyperventilating I have I have a huge issue with like you know that feeling when you're trapped and you just feel suffocated you're stuck in a situation that has to do with yourself and it's like you have no control That's kind of a thing that I have an issue with. I feel like a lot of times in my life, like, there have just been so many, so many things I've gone through where it's been completely out of my control. Like, I've just, you know, done my best and tried everything I could, and it seemed like there was no way out of it, you know? Um, And so that argument kind of felt the same way, like... I was just in the car and I was trying everything I could to either just, you know, stop arguing to change the subject or to just explain my story and give her what she wanted. And it just felt like there was no way out of it. And I just had to like there was a certain point where I told her I I literally said to her, I was like, you don't even want to hear my story. You want to hear your story. So stop asking me. And just take your story for what it is, if that's what you want. Because every time I tried to answer, she would shut it down. And so after that, you know, I came home, I freaked out. And I was, I tried calling my dad, but he was busy. And then I ended up going to sleep. Ah! Sorry. Um, I ended up going to sleep because, like I said in the last episode, when I had COVID, I was just sleeping nonstop. It it was like, I'm sure out of the 24 hours of the day, I was sleeping for at least, I don't know, 19 of them. <laughs> I would sleep and I'd be awake for a couple hours, sleep and be awake for a couple of hours, and then it was the next day. So, um, but uh, I, I went to sleep and I woke up from texts, or with texts from both my parents. And my dad basically said I owed my mom an apology. and I responded to him, and I was like, I really appreciate you giving me your input, your side of the story, when my dad, he wasn't even there, so he he has no idea what happened, um, and I said that, you know, I've tried to give, uh, my side of the story, but it seems like no one cares to listen, and so I'm done trying at this point, you guys don't need my side of the story, um, and I explained that I'm not gonna apologize to my mom, because if, You know, if my dad were there, he wouldn't expect me to apologize. And my mom sent me a text that was like a a screenshot of an email she wrote out to some friends when this thing happened in my past. And it was showing how worried she was. And the thing is, I I didn't even... (laughs) that, That wasn't even the point of the argument. It's not that I didn't believe she was worried. I'm sure she was plenty worried. It was just like the whole... The whole issue was that I was just trying to like share something I I had experienced and 
it, she just wouldn't take it. Anyway, uh, after that, it kind of left me in this place where I realized if, if my parents were anybody else, I wouldn't put up with it. You know, I would not let those people in my life. And, uh, it, it, it took me down this trail where I realized that, you know, so much of the, the struggle I went through growing up, I kind of blamed on one specific family member who also dealt with a lot of trauma. And then I realized that their trauma probably also kind of resulted from my parents. It's, it's hard because parents have this idea of parenting that is is like they know what's best for the child but a lot of the times that means the child doesn't have their autonomy their individuality and that was something I hated I hated having to beg and plead for my parents to just let me do something I had to lie to them to date guys I wanted to date they tracked my phone I couldn't go to parties or hang out with certain people and and it was just like I wanted to be honest with them. I wanted to tell them, I'm going to this party. I'm dating this guy. I'm doing this. I wanted to come to them with my struggles, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell them any of it because I wasn't allowed to do any of it. But if they had just allowed me, then I could have had an open relationship with them. And this is where my parents would have said, well, you could have just obeyed us and not lied about it. But the thing is, is at, at that point, when you're a teenager or a young adult... It's not up to them. They should be letting you have freedom to be who you are. You shouldn't be, you know, forced to go to church and forced to follow these rules. Like, eventually you should have some individuality. For me, I know kids are going to do what kids are going to do. They're going to go to parties. They're going to try drugs. They're going to date guys or girls or people that I might not necessarily approve of. But the thing is, I want to be there for them if anything goes wrong. If they're having sex, I want to help them get birth control. Um, if they're using drugs, I want to help educate them, let them know that I am someone they can always go to if they ever do anything and it's an unsafe situation. If they ever need a ride home, I want them to be able to tell me if they're going to a party, if they're going to be drinking. I want to be there for them. And some of you might listen to this and think that that's crazy. Why would you ever let your children do it? They're going to do it. They're going to do it whether I allow them to or not. Because ultimately, as a human being, you grow up and you're trying to figure out who you are. And when everyone else is trying to tell you who to be and how to act, it doesn't matter. You're going to defy the rules. You're going to rebel. You're, I mean, if you look at psychology... Sorry, I have to get up and let my cat Loki out because he's yelling. Um, hi, buddy. Um, when you look into psychology, like, children who had the most strict parents were the ones that rebelled the most. And I know so many people who grew up in very open and, like, relaxed homes where kids were kind of allowed to do their own thing. And they're the kids that didn't try other things. Those are the kids that didn't rebel and didn't, didn't go crazy, you know? Some of the most put-together, responsible kids I know are, are kids that came from families that that cared, but they they weren't so restrictive. It wasn't such a dictatorship of, of you have to do what we want you to do, you know? Um, and not to say that my parents were terrible. <laughs> they were great parents, and they tried their best. It's just they have this very strict 
ideal of what is best for their children. It's like, it's like they're create, <laughs> it's like they create, they bring another human being into the world and then they decide they're going to be who I want them to be. At least for until they move out, you know, it's like for the entire developmental portion of their life, you are molding them into what you want them to be and not really allowing them to find themselves. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate and some people might not even realize that it it was an issue. But if you if you're listening to this and you grew up with strict parents or manipulative parents or controlling parents um and you just you know you just thought that was normal it doesn't have to be that way (laughs) like it doesn't and it it honestly shouldn't be that way I think it's kind of messed up um that growing up like adults can bring you into the world and they can decide to control you into this little robot like how they want you to be and teach you whatever they want to teach you as if that is what reality is, if, if, as if that's what's right and wrong. Like, they don't let you find your own beliefs for your whole developmental years. And then when you're an adult, well, that's when you can go make your own decisions. How many of you have had rude awakenings when you reached adulthood? Like, the second you move out or you grow up and you, and you look back, it's like, oh, geez, that was kind of messed up. Right? I mean that's how it goes. And so for me, if I become a parent, I want to let my children find themselves through their developmental years. I don't want to force them into, you know, one sport or one instrument or one category. Like I want to help them find what they, what they like and what they enjoy and what their preferences are. I want to help them find those things and discover those things about themselves, but I want them to lead the way. And I just want to be there as a support, you know, and not a controller, not a dictator. Um, anyway, yeah, this is probably, <laughs> this might even take like three episodes. Oh boy. Um, wonder where we are at time-wise. Yeah. Sorry about that. My audio ended up cutting out. Um, given I, I barely touched like the background for the new stuff, I, I figure this is going to take multiple episodes. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll, you know, post them all at once or maybe I'll make you guys wait or I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll figure it out later. But for now, I'll just continue with the story. So, yeah, COVID happened. That stuff with my parents happened. Um, uh, my vacation was canceled. Like, every everything was just oof. Um, and... We ended up, me and my roommate, we ended up getting, um, there was this piece of paper, like, taped to our door, and we got this notice saying that there was a new company that, or there's, a new company bought the company, um, that manages our, the apartments that we're living in, and apparently they were going to change the rent, they were going to raise it by $250 and um, get rid of the lease and make it month to month. And we were kind of feeling not good about that. So we started looking for other apartments. So it just, all of this is going down at once. Um, uh, um, but after, after is when like the good stuff starts kicking in. Um, 
you know what? I think I will stop this here since we've already reached about a half a half hour. Um, and I'm going to make a new episode to talk about, you know, I just gave you the background, then I'll give you the story and hopefully um, the results of the story within the next episode. So uh, for now, thank you for going slow with the Wigglies with me, your host, Rachel Batson. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, You'll be hearing from me shortly in the next episode.